Oh, I bet you eat at McDonald's every day, you 400 stone fuck. Let's just pretend we're not pussies. Welcome to Movie Mug and the Father and Son podcast that'll put hair on your chest. I like that saying because it's like whiskey and like hunting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Cutting wood. Mm-hmm. I wonder if anything that you do actually puts hair on your chest. Testosterone. Yeah, but that's boring. So hunting, whiskey, and movie mugging are uh, scientifically verified to put hair on your chest. Barreling whiskey as well. I bet we put hair on people's balls too. What do you what do you think? I'm thinking more like lower back. <laughs> Gosh. If you're older, a movie mugging will put hair on your upper back too. In your shoulders. Mm-hmm. I fucking have hair on my shoulders. Or if you're man. just young and have that. The hair on my shoulders is big. I know. Like I know <laughs> it's so fucking you wear annoying. A swim shirt because of your hair. I wear a swim shirt for a couple different reasons. Number one, it's better than having to put on a bunch of sunscreen. Number two, mm. sunscreen with all my hair is annoying as fuck. Yeah. Number three, I don't want people going, hey, it's a Sasquatch on the beach. So those are my top three reasons. I'm sure I could think of more. But yeah, and as a matter of fact, I'm leaving for the beach uh, here in the next couple of days. Yeah. All right, well, I'm Vince. I'm Jack. And we are Father and Son Do who love watching movies and having a conversation, but more importantly, spending quality father-son time together. This is episode number 165. Dang. So it's 35 away from episode number 200. It took you that long to do that, man? The power of editing, it took me no time at all to do that. Yeah, <laughs> now everyone knows. <laughs> so 35 episodes from now, 35 weeks from now, that'll put us, will that put us 2023? Or will that be... Well, 35 weeks? Yeah. Uh, there's 52 in a year. Yeah. We're about so halfway through this year. So, so it'll definitely be 2023 yeah. at some point. Fuck. That kind of sucks. It does kind of suck. But, oh well. Um, some of you might be disappointed right now because I told you that this was going to be a lobby time X. But hey, you never know what's going to happen here on Movie Muggin. And it just so happens that uh, you're getting a, uh, a regular episode. Yep. So I didn't lie to you, technically. I never promised. And if I did promise, I had my fingers crossed, which you couldn't see. Okay, there will be a Lobby Time X in the future, perhaps next week, because as I said earlier, Olivia and I do leave on vacation tomorrow. We have a really fucking early flight, too. We, what time? Six o'clock. Ew. So we got to get up like at four. Yes. You going to take care of everything? You going to be the man of the house? Yeah. Take charge. That'll put hair in your chest, too. Anyway, enough talk about that. Um, we didn't do a Lobby Time X this week, but you get the next best thing, because it's Lobby Time with Vince and Jack. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Movie Mug and Lobby. This time we talk about things that aren't necessarily related to movies, but I still think they're important enough to warrant some airtime. All right, Jack, I've been trying to get you to watch Breaking Bad forever. Yes. Forever. Yeah. Forever. So tell me about your last uh, three days. So one night I was bored. All my friends got off at 2 a.m. and I'm like, I'm still wide awake. What am I to do? So I rewatched the first three episodes. I was immediately hooked by the first one. Uh, then the next day I watched 10 hours. 
I don't know. There's seven episodes in season one, 13 in season two, which I finished season two yesterday. Um, this is all within the span of two or three days, and I'm on like season three, episode three or something. <laughs> nice. And I think there's 13 in three and four, and then some amount in five. So I, I'm, I don't really have all that much left. You're plowing through them. They make it easy. Yeah. So I'm so happy that finally you decided to do it. I told you I would. Well. You and mom always doubted me that I would. But you I, doubted you that you would. I knew I would, though. But I didn't know when. And I, now I'm watching it, like, two years later. Yeah. All right. Well, again, I'm so glad that you're watching it. And I look forward to hearing your, uh, your review of it overall when you're finished. I look forward to finishing it. All right. So moving on, we got some uh, multiple emails from uh, multiple listeners. And so I wish I had some theme music for this, um, emails from listeners or something. Maybe, I don't know, off the top of my head, we just got an email. Wonder we just got it's... an email. Oh. I don't know. Sounds good. Sounds right. Yeah. I don't think we would get in trouble for that. Why would we? That's completely original. It just popped in my head. All right. I have not read these emails. I just saw the titles of them, and I think, because I, because I like to keep it fresh. So this first one comes from uh, Michael from uh, Pennsylvania, our blob aficionado. Yep. And uh, the super fan that wore a movie mug and shirt in front of the theater that the blob killed 20,000 people in. And so he's following up. We talked about why do uh, Catholic priests not get married and, and why do they fuck little boys? So <laughs> so he's, he's given us a, a little bit of info on this. He says, um, as a lapsed Catholic and former altar boy... What is lapse Catholic? It means that he's not practicing anymore okay. or doesn't really practice. And he's a former altar boy, and then he quickly follows up with, don't worry, nothing happened. <laughs> so uh, congratulations for escaping. Thanks for reading our minds. Uh, I can clear up why priests and nuns don't get married. I'm pretty sure it's meant as a devotion to God and the mission sort of thing. That being said, plenty of us Catholics do think it's a bit of an outdated concept. My church didn't even have nuns as far as I could tell, so I'm a little unclear as to what function may serve in the church. Also, without getting too into a weird topic, I think those priest molestation things happen because Catholicism is a big religion, and those people have those tendencies when they are younger, and I think they get it into their head that becoming a priest will fix it for them, which obviously it doesn't. Oh. They needed professional psychiatric help years ago and never got it. That makes a lot of sense. That would, If there is a reason why that's a stereotype then that's the reason. That that makes a lot of sense. Because it if you're does make a lot of sense. Because I think you're just a person like that. Like if you have you want to do stuff with minors, I I don't think that's something that you can just decide one day, oh, I'm not going to think about that anymore. And yeah. so I think maybe a lot of people they don't want to go to therapy and tell a therapist, hey, I'm having these feelings. I think maybe religion might be a way to where they think that that God can cure them. And if you devote your life to serving God then, yeah, it won't happen. But at the same time, it gives them a lot more access to children. Yeah. And and children who gross. trust them. Without and, batting an eye. Yeah. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. It does make, make a lot, lot of sense. sense. And um, I'm glad you weren't touched, Mike. Yeah. I feel like maybe uh, you dodged a bullet. So, I, I, look, I, I hope, being that you're a Catholic, I, I hope that you don't take any offense to the things that we say on here. You know, it, it I mean, if he's like still listening to us and likes well, us that true. much, there's no way that he's the type of person to get offended easily by stuff like that. Like, I, I feel like from what I can tell, that he's more of like a 
a laissez-faire Catholic. Like, he's a Catholic. He doesn't practice, and he... He probably has to go to confession just after listening to us. <laughs> yeah, I, I confess, I, I laughed at this. Mm-hmm. He's spreading us throughout the Catholic Church. My son, what what are you laughing about? So he has to play it in the booth. He's like, yeah, that's good shit. Forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. What have you done, son? I've listened to all the episodes of Movie Muggin. Even just one. All right, that's uh, 972 Hail Marys and Promise Never Do It Again. And you got to get spritzed with holy water. Or spritzed with something else. <laughs> He's too old for that <laughs> at this point. All right, well, thanks for the, uh, thanks for the email, Michael. I, that What you say does make a lot of sense, and, and that's a shame. And it's a shame that the Catholic Church uh, puts up with it and doesn't, uh, doesn't typically do enough about it. All right, our next email comes from our superfan, Eric from California. Uh, he says, Vince and Jack, or V and J, it's ironic for me that you released this episode this week, which is A Clockwork Orange. I had approached a friend of mine about doing a movie review podcast on Saturday. What? Interesting. What? Maybe, just maybe, there's a little inspiration there. Wow. We want 20% plus royalties. Man, once you get yours up and running, let us know, and we will definitely pimp you out. That would be really cool. For a price. Yeah, for a, a very pretty penny. <laughs> That'd be really cool. Man, I, I hope you do one. Man, it, it's a lot of fun, Eric, and and I, I wish you well on that endeavor. Yeah, good luck. Stick with it. Say a lot of F-words, too. Yeah. Uh, let's see. When uh, talking about what movies to omit, A Clockwork Orange was the example we used for movies containing a touchy subject. With that said, you guys did an outstanding job on handling it. All right. Uh, and then to me, Vince, do you have any advice for starting a podcast, particularly in editing? We recorded and posted a test episode, but found the editing a challenge. So for me, editing is a labor of love. It's hard and it takes a lot of time, but I love it. I, I absolutely love doing it. It's, uh, it's just something that, I don't know, I feel like and this sounds stupid, I'm certainly not calling our shit masterpieces, but I, but I feel like it's something that I'm building it into my own little masterpiece. And when you work hard on it, and mm-hmm. it's something you're passionate about, yeah. it is your own masterpiece, you know? It's like a piece of art. Um, use Audacity. Audacity is free, and it is such an easy tool for editing. You can do all sorts of stuff in there, from noise reduction to limiting... Noise gate, stuff like that. Limiting the, the volume... Uh, fade ins, fade outs. When you're doing some uh, some tight edits, that can help sometimes. Save as you go, because sometimes that shit will uh, like just stop and <laughs> just kind of like stop responding. Yeah. Um, another thing that I would recommend for editing is on Audacity, you can speed it up as you listen to it. So listen to it on about uh, 1.30 times faster, and that and that way. You can still understand everything that's said, but you can get through it a lot faster. So I listen to it sped up on the first run through, and then the second run through, I'll speed it up even more to maybe like 1.5. I go through it about three times, and and each time I, I take more and more shit out to make it uh, flow better. But if you ever have any questions, uh, feel free to email me anytime, man. I'll help you as much as I can because it's, it's something that you could have a, an absolute blast doing. We do week in and week out. But that's pretty cool, man. I'm uh, looking forward to seeing what movies you guys come up with and, and the format and all that stuff. They're going to have a like, waiting room time. Yeah, you will be sent a cease and desist. <laughs> <laughs> so besides Eric having a new podcast, 
when Michael from PA first wrote to us, he said that uh, that he has a 10-year-old son, and uh, he just listens to our relationship, and then it makes him think about his relationship with his son, which I, I guarantee is completely different from ours, which it yeah. should be. Um, I, generally, it should be. But it makes me wonder if we've also inspired him, and he's just waiting a couple more years for his son to be interested in doing a podcast, and, and then they will have a podcast, too. I mean, maybe. And it Rick. be the blobcast. Rick, man, get on it. Start your own podcast as well. Let's see who else listens to us. Uh, Gary. Gary, you could start your own podcast. Chris and Erica, you could start your own podcast. What an idea. Yeah, yeah. Podcasts are a lot of fun. And you can uh, you can have a lot of fun with them. All right, so thank you so much for sending in those emails. Uh, really, really appreciate when people reach out to us. Uh, move them again at gbound.com. Feel free to email us anytime. We'd love to love to hear from you, especially if you're Catholic. We want to know if there's any more of you out there yeah. who are listening or to Or Jehovah's us. Witness. And, yeah, and I'll send you a movie mug and sticker, and you can uh, slap it straight on your uh, Bible or whatever it is that you use for your uh, cult religion. <laughs> and we've technically been making fun of Mormons since episode one. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure there's none that listen to us. If the Branch Davidians were still around, I bet they'd listen to us. Or the Heaven's Gate cult. Oh, yeah. They could listen to us. They may be listening to us on their spaceship that came and got them. That's true. Mm-hmm. Or running laps in their Nikes. Nike decades. That yeah. picture's amazing. It's fucking just so surreal. Yeah, that dude was fucking crazy. Fucking nutcase. Well, they were all fucking crazy. Oh, yeah. Although... You did see that T-shirt. What if they were right? And what if they're that laughing at us saying, "Dude, such an awesome shirt." Yeah, we're up in heaven now, man. We knew what was coming. All yeah. you had to do is take cyanide when Haley's comet was flying by, and uh, here we go. All right, next, what do you say we get into a little last jack? Uh, 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 I want to make poopy pancakes on your chest. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Who are you talking to? No one. All right, this question comes from a new listener. Okay. Well, I don't know how new he is, but he finally submitted a question. His name is Rick. Do not know where he's from. Um, just sent him an email asking him if he wants a movie mug and sticker. So if he if he wants one, then I will uh, find out where he's from, and I will uh, announce him as such. I hope it's somewhere different from Rhode, Pennsylvania. I, it's Rhode Island. You hope it's Rhode Island? Rick from Rhode Island. It's RR. What is that called? Alliteration? Yeah. Okay. I hope he lives on a railroad in Rhode Island. Rick from a railroad on Rhode Island. And he has some Rottweilers. And ringworm. I can't think of anything. Rick with ringworm, who lives on a railroad in Rhode Island, who's a raunchy, retired, rich, rotund recluse. Yeah. All right. His question is, Jack, if you have one thing to say to your past self, what would you say? Oh, gosh. Um, I'd probably just, like, clarify that the... I was having delusions and that some of the things I thought weren't real. I feel like that would make, would have made my teen years and my relationship with y'all during that time just maybe a tiny bit smoother. Can you tell somebody who's delusional that they're delusional at the time though? I mean, if it's yourself from the future, fuck yeah. But then you'd really be thinking, I'm fucking really delusional now because I'm having conversations with myself from the future. But you'd have to leave proof some sort of thing that proves that that you were there as your present slash future whatever self like a secret you've never told anybody but but then you could think that you wrote it yourself i i don't know i i I was not hallucinating i was not to that point i mean at least not all the time so i think that would be the best route 
um, just save some grief. So what would that look like if you told your past self something? Do you think you're just like a, a ghost of you would just kind of float into the room and say, Jack? No, I, I'm thinking more like I open my eyes or something and I'm right out there outside my room and I just walk in and there I am. You know, there's old me. Yeah, and you like uh, you tap the side of the bed. Have a seat, Jack. <laughs> like, who are you? I figure you, knowing you, would uh, get some pig's blood and then just splatter the message on on the wall. <laughs> pig's blood is that yeah. just like the easiest blood to buy? I, I've heard pig's blood splattered on walls before, so that's just what I went with. Yeah, or your feces. You could do that. You, <laughs> yeah. you want something that you're going to remember. Yeah, that's true. And, and something that you can't just think, oh, well, I was just delusional at the moment, because then you could call us up and say, hey, do you see blood on the wall? And we'd be like, what the fuck happened? Are you okay? I don't know how I would do it. I would just want to get the the message through. And I think I'm confident enough in my sanity and always have been, at least baseline sanity, that I would be able to tell that it was real and that somehow... This was available in the future. And I'd be like, okay, well, let me try and change my mindset if I can. I don't know how receptive I would be. Exactly. That um, would be the issue. And because, I mean, you know, 16 and 17-year-old me and 18. Yeah. Um, <laughs> not very receptive to much. Yeah. Yeah, nothing lighthearted. <laughs> not going to go back and say, hey, uh, do this and uh, she'll give you a blowjob or, oh, go here. There's f a fucking half a million dollars sitting in a bag on this corner. Go get that. Well, you'd have to have that knowledge of that. Well, yeah, but I'm just saying, like, I, I don't have anything fun to tell myself. Well, you, you could go back it. to, like, Jack at 12 and say, dude, you're going to get a blowjob in the parking lot when you're 17 years old. <laughs> I would have been like, give yourself some good news. What's that? You can say, Jack, you're going to have an award-winning podcast by the time you're 18 years old. Yeah. Start making your millions faster. Mm -hmm. And that was Ask Jack. Uh, 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 I want to make poopy pancakes on your chest. Do you even remember what you were talking about? I, I think so. I think uh, it was the seventh grade birthday party. The same time that we played drop ball with Whoppers. And I accidentally touched dog shit thinking it was a Whopper. Um, we, like, prank called one of our other friends who wasn't there. And that's what you said to him? Um, I didn't say it, this other guy. And he said it, like, really, like, nasty. Like, like a really skinny, like, country meth head kind of sound. I, I you just, just have to hear it, picture it. Oh, I'd like to hear it right now. You'll have to imagine it, I should have said. I'm going to make them poopy pancakes on your chest. I got the skinny and country no, the, down. Yeah, but not. not how, how do I add? How do I add in the? Uh, math? He's maybe a little bit weak, a little bit warbly on the voice, un, uneven. Right, me, I'm gonna make them. Uh, <laughs> no, no, poopy pancakes. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, no one could see that. I was gonna try to smoke and and make the smoking noise. It, it's like higher pitched, like whiny could be in a cartoon. I'm going to make those poopy no, pancakes on your chest. You're just turning into Shaggy. <laughs> that was Shaggy. Y'all? No. Y'all, I'm about to make poopy pancakes no, on your you, chest. you were too happy. Y'all. <laughs> it was high-pitched, whiny, 
Y'all, kind of, oh I'm going to make paper pancakes on your chest. I'm done with this. As soon this. as I'm done smoking some of this methamphetamines. Hey, hey, y'all. You were just straying further Mike, wh- further which one was away. closest? Hey. None of them were even close at all. So it's high-pitched. Yes, but not like ridiculous, like hey, uh, like a real person's voice. But if it was like cracking a little bit, like you hey, know, like y'all. that is not a voice cracking. Hey y'all, I'm gonna you know like poopy pancakes on your chest, like, like how yodeling they go like up and down. Yeti, I'm gonna make poopy pancakes on your chest. I'm done. <laughs> You're wearing me out. I'm just trying to give Wearing our listeners me out on purpose. No, I'm trying to give our listeners like the whole picture of what it might have felt like to uh, be on the other end of a phone call where a skinny country meth head was saying that he was going to make poopy pancakes on their chest. It's because they don't know, so they're not I'm able sure to enjoy they the could story. Hear as it much. in their head no. better than any one that you did. Those were terrible. That hurts my feelings. You knew they were bad too. No, I was trying That's why to. You kept doing them. No, I was trying to 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 find it. I was trying to hone in on you getting get there. Even well, one percent closer. You weren't helpful. You just kept saying no, no, and I I need some good feet. I did not keep saying no. Okay, oh, you kept, said warbling. I, what the fuck is warbling? I Am said I a that bird? the first time. And then I, a, I fucking a cracking kept voice? adding details. Like so, like Peter Brady. When it's time to change. That's that's a that's when you did that cracking that was closer. Okay, all right. That's why I said okay. voice cracking so, and you ignored it. Okay, so and then you, you said yodeling. Yeah, because so, yodeling has like the voice cracking kind of weird rapid okay. up and down movement. So, so here's what you gave me: high voice with warbling, with yodeling, and with voice cracking. How, and what yeah, the, nobody could do that like voice. The voice of like like a fucking skinny crackhead. I, who's naked under his overalls, who might have been on the fucking, like, crocodile hunting show. Not the so croc- he's Australian? Swamp people. Okay. No, like, um, like, uh, do you remember his name? Willie. Shoot him, Willie. Yeah, Willie. Like, someone like that Good could Lord. possibly sound like that. I've given you lots of imagery that's, and lots of different words that could describe it. That's a ton of parameters, Jack. I'm not... Uh, that's never. I was trying to help you. Like some of them, like the warbling plus voice cracking plus yodeling, they overlap. They're not all. It's not a yodeling, voice cracking, warbling voice. It's like it has qualities of each of those things. All right. If you're out there and you're one of those people who can do great imitations, uh, send us an audio version of a skinny meth head who is naked under his overalls. Country. Who is country, who warbles, yodels, his voice changes and cracks. But that's not what I want. Fuck you, Jack. <laughs> if, if you think that you can do what you've heard, send it in and I will play it on the air and uh, I will send you a movie mug and sticker, moviemuggin at gmail.com. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's head on back to the podcast studio slash viewing room and Jack will unveil today's movie. All right, what's your movie? Came out in 2005. It's rated R, runtime of one hour and 39 minutes. Rotten Tomatoes gave this an 86%, while the audience gave it a 76%. IMDb gave it 7.2 out of 10 stars. Uh, The Mormon Mothers tell us that a buttocks is shown and that piss is said several times. Or P-star SS. Uh, This movie is called The Descent. All right. Is this another one like As Above, So Below, where they go down into caves or something? 
Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> it's not like as above, so below. It just ha- happens underground. As above, so below does. But the plot is nothing like as above, so below. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Well, let's do it. Let's take a movie mug and pause. And we're back after watching 2005's The Descent. Yep. Let me give it the 50 Cent Tour. This movie is about some girls who uh, decide they're going to go spelunking in a cave in the Appalachian Mountains. Apple what? Appalachian. That was Appalachian. I'm going with Appalachian. I'm going with Appalachian. And I'm going to go on Google. I'm going to type it in and I'm going to hit the speaker. And you're going to see that I'm right. Appalachian. Appalachian. The Appalachian Mountains. I think you're right. I knew I was right the moment it came out of my mouth. Appalachian. Ba-bam! That's the American pronunciation. <laughs> what were you pronouncing it like? Appalachian. So the British people say Appalachian. Okay. Do we live in uh, Great Britain? Yes, we do. Oh. Doesn't matter if we live there. I am British, mate. Like for you, we got your fucked up teeth fixed. <laughs> they, they were real bad. <laughs> Definitely could have passed as a British person when I was uh. What is it with stereotypes, man? Because I've been to England, and and not everybody's walking around with a fucked up teeth. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. This is funny. Does everybody have a stereotype, like, based on where you live? Yes. I've definitely seen, uh, there's, like, hella memes making fun of British people, and then the British people make memes clapping back, and then we make fun of them for having one clap back, which is... Oh, I bet you eat at McDonald's every day, you 400 stone fuck. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And you're like... I mean, they're not wrong And the then like, part. I've seen one where they sent back like these fish that look like they have really nasty teeth. <laughs> and like <laughs> British rap was playing and they're swimming around. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, fuck you. I've seen those fish before. They they like yeah, have like, like real human looking teeth. It's just mm, really, really weird. No, I I think we're talking about different fish. I'd have to I don't are those actually teeth? Yeah. This. Yeah, the sheep's head fish. Yeah, those are disgusting. Yeah. Good lord. But yeah, look at the, those wow. teeth. I guess those are teeth. It's creepy. Yeah, that's weird, man. Well, yeah, there's a video of those swimming around to some British rap <laughs> that I've seen. The internet is so awesome. Mm-hmm. All right, so these ladies, uh, there's a little backstory. We'll get into that later. But they uh, they go into the caves, and their way gets blocked. And so they have to uh, keep foraging ahead. And the deeper and deeper they get, they uh, run into some uh, golems on uh, steroids and rabid. Pretty much. And um, they start getting attacked and picked off one by one. And then uh, our hero, Sarah, makes it out alive. Yeah. Fucked up forever. Yeah. What a horrible, horrible, horrible life she She had. She had a horrible life. Wow. All right, let's see what the internet has to say. A year after severe emotional trauma, Sarah goes to North Carolina to spend some time exploring caves with her friends. After descending underground, the women find strange cave paintings and evidence of an earlier expedition. Then they learn they are not alone. Underground predators inhabit the crevasses, and they have a taste for human flesh. Crevasse or crevasse? <laughs> Crevices. Those are two different words. Crevice uh-huh. is spelled C-R-E-V-I-C-E. I'm pretty sure. Jeez, oh, man. But crevasse is like A-S-S-E. So it's C-R-E-V-A-S-S-E-S. So you're saying cre- cre- crevasse. <laughs> 
I'm Googling the word crevice. Crevasses. Yeah, I think you're right this time. A crevice, the way I spelled it earlier, a narrow opening or fissure, especially in a rock or wall. Okay, well, that would make sense. Yeah, crevasse, a deep open crack, especially one in a glacier. Okay. So it's the same shit. Yeah, just spelled differently. Yeah, just spelled... What What the fuck? Why do they do shit like that? I don't know. It's English, the English language. Yeah, it's fucked up. All right, so the movie starts out with um, girls whitewater rafting. Yeah. Is that something you would ever want to do? Absolutely never, ever, ever, mm. ever. No, I, I agree. Like, the lazy river is enough for me. Yeah, I'll do the log ride and the... <laughs> Well, they used to have the Roaring Rapids, and somebody ended up drowning in that. At Six Flags? Yeah, yeah. Which, I don't, which one was the Roaring Rapids? It was the one where you were in that round thing, and it would spin around, and sometimes- I've been on that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. Mm-hmm. How the fuck did they drown on that? I I, uh, I don't know. I think the thing flipped over or something like that. But yeah, they shut it down. So yeah, and, and it I wasn't- I say rightfully so. It wasn't that fun anyway. No, it wasn't. I mean, yeah, like, the only thing that was fun- is depending on where you were sitting, some people would get completely soaked and you would yeah. just laugh at the people who got completely <laughs> yeah. soaked, but you secretly hoped it was you. I think I've done that twice, that ride. Oh, I've done it many, 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 many times. Yeah, I just, I'll stick to that um, because the chance of drowning whitewater rafting has probably got to be like through the fucking roof. It doesn't even look fun to me. No, it looks like stressful. It looks like it's, I hope I survive this thing. In, or it's like, I hope I see the stock photo of the bear eating the trout while I'm doing this. <laughs> that would be cool. I don't want to be where bears are. Me neither, but that would be cool to see that. But yeah, fuck that. It doesn't look fun. It looks like a chore. It's just too dangerous. So after they get out of the uh, whitewater rafting raft, I guess uh, <laughs> there are special rafts for that, right? That would, yeah. That's a whitewater you rafting raft. You an inner tube in that to pop and you'll drown. So the main character's husband and daughter are waiting, and there's like a weird vibe. Um, they push a girl out of the boat at the end, kind of like a ha-ha, fuck you kind of thing, and she swims to the side. The water's obviously cold. Yeah. And uh, dude helps her get out of the water, and the guy who's helping her get out of the water is the husband of Sarah. Sarah's the main character. Mm -hmm. Juno is the one who got pushed in the water. Yeah. The rest, they're all side characters. But Juno is just giving Sarah this weird look as she walks away with her husband and daughter. So they get in the car, and um, Sarah's asking her husband, you you seem distant. And then they uh, run head on into another vehicle, and it's one of those vehicles that has a bunch of fucking poles on the top of it. and um, Goes through his head. Mm -hmm. it goes right through his head. Too. Yeah, yeah. Fucked up, man. It was fucked up. And then later you find out that Juno was indeed fucking her husband. Dude, I called that early. You did, yeah. And I, I remembered there there was something with Juno. And I remembered, like, she was a bad guy. She's a bitch. I couldn't remember why. But one year later, they all get together, um, very obnoxiously laughing at things that aren't funny, mm -hmm. as women do. Uh, Damn. <laughs> <laughs> as stereotypical. <laughs> yeah. Women do. Yeah. Not, not no, it's it's not a real thing. <laughs> mom mom never used to have bunko here where uh, anybody was laughing very annoyingly the whole time keeping me awake and i was like fucking five years old the only good thing about bunko is uh there were lots of treats and i would send y'all downstairs to go <laughs> grab some treats and bring them back up for me and we could keep playing spongebob <laughs> but bunko oh, that was so annoying they ring the fucking bell yeah yeah I, I, 
here, if you if you calm me down, I'll dig you a fucking basement so I don't have to hear that shit. Yeah, it's pretty bad. But um yeah, and they decide they want to go spelunking or sp- spelunking, sorry. They had already decided they wanted to do that. That's why they all met well, there. Yeah, and at the Appalachian Mountains. <laughs> so like Juno's supposed to be in charge of all of it, and so they go in this like cave and once it's collapsed and they can't go back, they figure out that she had surprised them with a cave supposedly no one has been in. And, oh, it's going to be a fun adventure, I promise. They were supposed to go to, like, a level two cave. Yeah, but it was supposed to be safe, a yeah, tourist thing. Yeah, but um, yeah, but not only does Juno like fucking your husband, she likes to fuck you over as well. Yeah, I would be so incredibly pissed at my friend who did that. I would be so beyond angry. Because I never wanted to go caving in the first place, so <laughs> I, was, I shouldn't have been there. I was going to say, number one, you wouldn't even have been there. Yeah, but and the chances I did go in my first time is doing that, I would have been fucking digging in that tunnel trying to go back. And well, I would have somehow upgraded my upper body strength enough to be able to climb the rope we came down on and go out. So the very, very first part, there's just this big old fucking hole just in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And... You can see the bottom, and so they rappel down into it. And it's really, really pretty. There's water falling into it, and it's just... It's one of those things that looks really nice. I think I would have done that, but the next part well, was... the escalator out? Exactly, exactly. And you mentioned that in the movie, that the only way you would ever go through a cave system would be if you got to the end, it's well-marked, and there's a fucking elevator at yeah, the end to get you out of there. not one of those, like, coal elevators that are all, like... You feel like you could fall down and the dust goes everywhere and yeah, you want, just mush. You want music in your elevator. Yeah, I want, I want like a building elevator. Yeah, so the next thing when they all got down, one of them said, okay, the only way down now is uh, down the pipe. And at that point, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, me too. I mean, I really, really, really don't want to have to crawl in a cave. Fuck no. For any reason. Because nope. that just means... I'm going to be thinking about all the movies I've seen where they get stuck with their arms at their sides and then they're useless. Uh, yeah, oh my gosh. And then, oh, oh, we finally got you out. Oh, it's crumbling now. And it's like, oh. And, and that's what happened. It was, The whole movie was really, really tense, but there was a part where they were squeezing through and... Sarah got stuck. She had her arms like underneath her trying to move through. And of course, she's fucking about to hyperventilate. And I'm sitting there watching it and I'm fucking getting anxious and having went, a hard geez. time breathing. <laughs> yeah, it, it's rough, man. And then once they got out and it all collapsed, I was like, oh, thank God they brought that satellite phone. Nope. They didn't even try their cell phones or anything. They probably didn't bring them. But, I, but it's just like. I'm going to have like five satellite phones and five pairs of replacement batteries. I'm not fucking around in that. I would much rather try to dig whatever fell because the tunnel they went from connected to like this open area in the cave with open sky over it. That part didn't crumble in. Just the cave. It wouldn't take that long. Maybe your hands would be bloody. But the tunnel they went down wasn't that that long, you know? Maybe like 40, 50 feet. You dig that out and just mosey on back up. I would have brought a fucking jackhammer in my backpack. And everybody <laughs> would have been like, hey, it's, that's too heavy. You're going to get worn out. And I'd have been like, Who, who's the dumb one now, yeah. fuckers? <laughs> I would have brought a lot. I would have probably brought like moon shoes. So I'd jump out of <laughs> Weren't those a toy one time called moon shoes? Yeah, that's what I was talking about. <laughs> okay, well. <laughs> they have like little. Little springs on them like or something. soccer boppers for your feet, kind of. And they're supposed to be so awesome. 
I wanted a pair real bad. I mean, the commercials are cool. Look at commercials make everything look really kick ass. I wanted moon sand for such a long time too. Yeah, but I never had any till I was like twelve. It's pretty cool though. It is pretty cool, except when you play with it too long, it like gets a little sticky. Yeah, that could be uh, said for other things as well. Are you talking about cum? Hell yeah. And it's sticking from the get-go, not if you play around with it in your hand. No, I'm saying if you play with it too long, it can become sticky. Oh, oh, oh okay. <laughs> You're talking about, okay, I get it. And then crusty. And then crusty, yeah. And then stiff. And then stiff. Mm-hmm. But then you get to peel it off like Elmer's glue in your desk when you were a kid. It's the three stages of my sock. Yeah. You remember how you used to like put glue on your hand and let it dry, and then you fucking yeah. peel it off? Can you do that with jizz as well? I don't know. I've not tested that. I mean, the well, test it out. And get back with me next week. I was never one of those kids in school who used the glue on their hands. I definitely sat next to people who did, but it's like, just didn't really feel like putting glue all on my hand. Were you old enough to have desk with unknown caller? Now let's see who this is. Hello. Uh, this evening, we're doing a survey based on some issues that's affecting the community. Uh, all we need is about five minutes of your time to give you a very important opinion towards some of these issues. Do you mind helping us out? We are truly appreciated. No, no thanks. What the fuck was he even talking about? Talking about some sort of survey. Once I heard it was like a real person, yeah, I felt really bad. What do you mean? That's why I shook my head at you like we're not doing anything with this. <laughs> you were hoping that I wouldn't, you know. Yeah, I was like. You're hoping I'd let him down easy instead of what I would have had planned for the AT&T. Well, yeah, fuckers. yeah, because he sounded like he kind of sounded like he was legit. I don't believe that for a second. I think the, the little survey would have just been to get information from me and then make me, I don't know, feel like at the end I was going to win something and then I just had to. Give him yeah. my social security number or something. <laughs> Come on, man. That I, I would say 99% of the time my phone rings, it's a fucking scam. Yeah, me too. But even if he was not legit, it wasn't the right kind of scam. Why do you think not? Because we don't even have AT&T. That makes it, it, makes it so much better whenever you like, it's like 100% like, oh, this guy's really trying to fuck me, huh? Like <laughs> we do have ATT. We have AT&T Direct TV. I thought Direct TV was and, uh, Direct and, uh, TV and I thought at I thought they're separate. They're entities. they're owned. Direct TV is owned by AT&T. And and plus our uh, our internet. Yeah. But this dude was just asking for like a, a survey for 5 minutes to start. Yes, to start. But the other ones like this is an urgent call from AT&T regarding the health of your internet safety. It's like, okay, that you can work with because like you, they're like talking about something or, oh, you you can have this upgrade to your thing. Oh yeah, really? It makes your lines a lot easier. AT&T scam is 50% off your bill. And it's like, oh, uh-huh. awesome. How can I do that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you can like Get in the car, maybe rev the engine a little bit when they go to say, uh, like get get me some gift cards. Yeah, pay for it. I know. I can't believe I will not fall for scams when I'm seventy years old. <laughs> the new scams that I'm because I'm sure there were scams whenever Pop was younger, but they're probably all door to door. But still, like whenever I'm seventy and incoherent, and there's like the new versions of scams where they 
they telepathically send you a message or whatever, I'm not going to fall for it. Like, why would a company ever want me to pay with gift cards? Like, that is not... Yeah, that's so, not business. So the whole thing was, in case you haven't heard the story, is uh, my father-in-law. <laughs> um, yeah, he got a phone call from AT&T, and it was to save 50% off your uh, cable bill. And so my father-in-law, even though he's uh, he's doing fine as far as money goes, yeah. he, he likes to save a dollar. So he went down that uh, rabbit hole with them. So he... Uh, he agreed. Yeah, I would like to save 50% off. And so what they asked him to do was to go to the store and buy eBay gift cards, $360 yeah. worth of eBay gift cards, and then come back and then scratch off the PIN numbers on the back and then give him the PIN numbers. And then he would save 50% off on his AT&T bill. And it's like, they got sent out as like Christmas gifts, but... <laughs> And the only reason the scam didn't go all the way through is because he called them back and the number had already been disconnected. Because we've tried on the podcast before to to uh, to do this, because I'll get those voicemails all the time, and then we'll call them back, and I'll be like, all right, Jack, this is going to be a lot of fun, and you're just sitting over there just cringing. and Yeah. But then they never answer. Yeah. They answered one time, and then I uh, I panicked when he asked me for my phone number, and I was like, I, I don't know what the phone number is on the account, and then he hung up. And I tried to call back, and... They weren't having it. Yeah. We'll get them one day, and we'll, ha we'll have one fun day. on the show. I don't even want to be near that. <laughs> All right, so fr from this point forward, let's just pretend we're not pussies or stupid, and we're just going to go spelunking with these girls. So in all these situations, let's just pretend that, that we're going to go through with it. So number one, I, I am going to have the jackhammer in my backpack, but, but number two is I'm going to have some fucking Hansel and Gretel breadcrumbs of some sort to just drop along the way. So when I do go back, I can like twine. find my fucking way out of there. Yeah. Uh, I'm bringing a weapon, like a fucking massive magnum or something, or I have a... a con Why would you bring a big condom? Because I might need that too. We're, we're going spelunking with a bunch of women. Oh, I mean, that's it'd true. Be nice to come prepared both ways. Yeah, that's true. I'll have a, like a, a something that could stop a bear. Still don't know why you're bringing a magnum though. I'm bringing an extra small magnum. Yep. Fuck you. Or like some like I need a submachine gun. I want something that like Those are illegal. I don't have to be that accurate because if a bear's coming at me, I'm not sure I'm gonna be able to hit it right in between the eyes with every, like all my shots. And like they have armor because all their fur, like they, it's like thicker skin and stuff too. Like it's harder to take down a bear than it is like a fucking nasty cannibal that lives underground. But so I want something full auto. So I can destroy it if I have to. But yeah, then I'd have a full auto submachine gun down in the cave. That'd be awesome. Probably read I'll be deaf by the end of it, but... Yeah, if I'm ever going out into the woods, I'm definitely bringing a weapon. I want to stay packing on something. Mm -hmm. And if I don't have a gun, I'll bring... I just need to bring something I can swing really hard that would kill something. Like we, got, we got two machetes. I'd feel pretty comfortable if I had one of those. Machetes are fucking kick-ass. I, I remember yeah. when I was younger, did a lot of exploring outside, and one of the cool places to explore was my dad's garage, because <laughs> you never know what you would find in there. There was all sorts of little knife-looking things, and sharp things, and then I remember when when I found the machete, I was like, this is the coolest fucking thing I've ever <laughs> held in my hand. I I watched you do yard work with the machete before, and I was like, I wish I could have do what he's doing. Was I... What yard work was I doing with the machete? We don't live in a jungle. I was like a young kid. It was over back towards that way. 
back towards the, the left corner. There was like something, it might have been like a weed or maybe you just brought it out because you wanted to. I don't know, but you were hacking at something. You And I thought it was so cool. Damn, you accidentally stumbled upon my ritual killing <laughs> the, the back left corner of our, our yard. I didn't know you saw that, Jack. <sighs> Fuck, dude. Good one. Fuck. I mean, what, what the fuck am I going to use a machete for in our yard? I mean, I don't know. I mean, now we have like a little tree thing. Now, I did machete the, the cactuses that were growing, but that was a year ago. Cactuses. Cacti? Yes. Okay. I just remember you were wearing your boonie hat. Yeah, that's my yard work hat. Yeah. <laughs> my ritual killing hat. Yeah. All right, so this movie was tense most of the way through, and I didn't know that there were going to be monsters. I kept I thinking... Did. There's going to be monsters. Certainly there's going to be monsters. But then I didn't trust Juno. So when it went so long and there weren't any monsters or anything, I started thinking, okay, well, maybe Juno may be taking them down there to kill them or something. I, I just didn't know. And then you hear the growling and you're like, okay, here here we go. Mm-hmm. What did you think of the monsters? When they were in the light, terrible. When they were in the dark, all right. When they were in the dark and not making any noise, even better. Because they screeched. And I didn't fuck with the screeching. I, I liked the growling. Yeah. Because it sounded like echolocation mm-hmm. shit as well because they're fully blind. So that was cool. Do they get test audiences and, and do the screeches and people are like, oh, fuck yeah, man, I love the screech. I don't know. Fucking all monsters do that. The screech is not right. It's not. I hate it. There's Especially because no- they just looked like humans. Humans aren't... Mm. They looked like humans with weird ears. They were humanoids. Like, well, but they they looked like because since I there's no explanation for what they are, they look like they could have been like evolved from directly from humans. Oh, one hundred percent, they were. Of people got lost down there. Yeah, and they just started living down there. Yeah, and then like four hundred years later, they're those. Yeah, and they, and they were like pure like white grayish. It was like nasty. They never. Uh, it's because they don't get out in the sun. Like, they go out at night and, and hunt their elks and stuff and then bring them back down there. Yeah, and that's the fucking... Like, the fact that they actually go up to the surface, fuck that. Fuck North Carolina. I'm not going there anymore. Well, we got family in North Carolina. Yeah, but I'm not <laughs> not going towards the woods. So what do you think happened? They get So some people get trapped down there, and they don't know how to find their way out, so they're like, oh, fuck it. Let's, let's fucking start a family, you know? I mean, you where's your food come from? Just I, think I don't there's, know. And what other explanation is there? Oh, those things were just there forever? Highly doubt it. I mean, maybe. It is literally the only other explanation is that it's just, they were just down there. I mean, you know, humans didn't evolve into those uh, British fish, you know? Things just, things are just... Just exist. Yeah. Yeah, I guess they could have just been down there. I mean, but the lady was like, they've evolved to, like, not see and be like the perfect hunters in the dark or whatever. Because she fucking knows. She's a doctor. I mean, naked... <laughs> stupid. Naked mole rats, did they start out with uh, being able to see and with and uh, clothed. clothes on? <laughs> Fully clothed. Uh, I don't know. I mean, they've always probably looked like an uncircumcised penis, <laughs> though. That was... Where did we see that? That was gross. I think at a zoo or something like that. There was. They had an exhibit where they're like walking through tubes and you can like see... Uh-huh. And they were just nasty. Yeah, I think I was covering y'all's eyes. That was look, don't I think look. That was in Washington because I immediately recognized. <laughs> I know I was old enough to know <laughs> that they looked like an uncircumcised penis. Yep. That had to have been Washington. 
just went to the zoo while we were there. Didn't? Yeah, yeah, we did. I I figured we. I don't remember it, but I figured we had to. We had pandas. Oh yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, that was awesome. See, I the 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 monsters they weren't like surprising or anything. They were they were just if you would have told me that there were going to be monsters down in there. I, I would have thought that's what they were going to look Pale like. skinned creatures. Uh-huh, and that, crawling on the wall. Blind, yeah. yeah. And so there wasn't any, like, real originality to that. This was 05, though. This was... Uh, but still. I, yeah, still, but... I mean, I'm not going to really give it any extra credit for this being 17 years ago now. They are kind of like the idyllic cave creature. Just, yeah, like, what kind of monster is going to be in this cave horror movie? You will just perfectly describe one of those but like what else could they have done i feel like there's really not much when it comes to like a cave dwelling being or like pack that's gonna eat people how about gigantic naked mole rats that'd be pretty bad it'd be horrifying but you could just run in a tunnel and they wouldn't be able to get in or how gigantic are you thinking? I'm thinking like dino size. Like, no. Like how you, you crawl into like the, the part of the room that's like further in and like the ceiling's not as high and it's like, <laughs> like trying to bite you through. With the <laughs> no, I figure they're not gigantic, gigantic. Maybe like a little bigger than human size. <laughs> oh, gross. I mean, yeah. you probably kick one and it would hurt it a little more than if you. I don't know. That would be gross. I mean, they, do they have claws? Would they be scratchy? Or It doesn't help that I don't know exactly what one of them looks like. You just said an uncircumcised and, uh, yeah, penis. a European man's penis. But <laughs> Another stereotype. <laughs> I mean, yeah. But not for a horror movie. It'd have to be like a Zombievers style yeah. spoof thing. I'm just saying, I... They weren't the greatest. I'll, I'm... Not saying they are. So in the, I didn't mind them, though. In the other movie we watched with uh, As Above, So Below, the things that were down there were a whole lot fucking more scarier uh, yeah. than these guys. These guys were just... They were just in a regular cave in North Carolina, though. As Above, So Below, they were past the gates of hell at that point. Uh, that movie, if I have to compare the two, As Above, So Below is so much better. Oh, yeah, way better. And it, it's so cool, the supernatural things that happen... And just the concept that you can just visit hell if you wanted to, like, that's crazy as fuck. And the whole vibe that movie had made it really feel like it was taking place in hell. And the ending was cool, too, when they they crawled out and it was, like, upside down. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, like, they started going to places they'd already been to, but they were a little different. And there's, like, that crusader dead body like perfectly oh. preserved mm-hmm. and we were both thinking like fuck 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 he's gonna pop up well and the dude in the black cloak just sitting in the chair yeah and then the the wall faces and they're, they're oh yeah stone creatures yeah. and the dude the car down there just mm-hmm. on fire yeah piano that, and that, the phone that was definitely a cooler movie than this yeah this if i figured that this was going to be that great of a horror movie you know i wouldn't have played it till october but yeah you really know what to watch and i figured it would be kind of fun yeah it, it was fun it was fun. Like I said, I was I was tense the whole time. Watch. There were a couple of, I say jump scares. I didn't jump, but my my heart definitely thudded really hard in my chest. Yeah, I, I think I like physically jumped once or twice. But there is some definitely some good ones, especially whenever they're all in the cabin the night before, 
they're going to go, and Sarah wakes up, and she looks out the window, and a pole goes into her face, <laughs> yeah. and then she wakes up. Mm-hmm. That that one definitely, like, I felt it really hard in my chest and my feet for some reason. Yeah, that one got me on my chest, too. <laughs> and there was one more that kind of got me, and then the one that really got you didn't didn't really get me at all. Because um, by then, I was expecting them. Like, I didn't yeah. really expect any jump scares in this movie until it got to a certain point. And once it got to that point, it's hard to get me in a jump scare. But at first, yeah. when they just throw a jump scare out at you when nothing's really happened yet, then, yeah, yeah. okay, you you caught me off guard. What did you think of the setting? Just that cave? I feel like they did a really good job. I mean, the bones didn't look that great, um, but there was, like, caves full of bones. There was this part where, like, she, like, drops down... And there's this massive, like, pond of blood and, like... That was cool. It's not just blood. That shit's a little viscous. Like, there's a little flesh shit that's been dissolved in there over the years. A little nice little stew she was swimming in and fighting one of those things. I mean, that is cool that you're going through this cave and then you get into this room and then you realize that the floor is all bones. That's definitely an oh-fuck moment. Is it original? Not really, but it it works. It it definitely does work because, like... That's the worst thing you can find in a cave. Mm-hmm. Besides, like... A giant naked mole rat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That comes out of the, the blood and bones. Yeah, yeah. Or, like, a, probably a fresh person would probably be the worst thing to go down there, too. Massive pile of bones, and there's, like, a a freshly gutted person mm-hmm. laying on them with, like, a, a frozen look of horror left on their face. Or maybe they like their bottom jaws ripped off. We we've talked about it before. When you're in that cave and you know what's up, do you just uh, get in the fetal position and cry until they come get you, or do you do the and just go running with your fucking pickaxe saw thing? Well, once I realize there's creatures in there, I'm not going to be yelling much. Well, that's true. That's another thing. They they can't <laughs> see, they can't smell, they can just hear. If their ears are that fine-tuned from 400 years of the evolution, Mm -hmm. they're hearing you breathe in there. They're going to hear your sweat, like, rolling down your face. Mm -hmm. Your heart beating. I mean, everything echoes in in caves as well. And the fact that people could hide from them in the cave. Like, these things fucking crawl on the ceiling. They know every single crevice or crevasse in that (laughs) place, right? Yeah. And, like... This lady, she was laying down, and she had, like, a fire torch Mm -hmm. in her hand. And it was right there, and it had its foot or, like, one of its feet things on her head. He should be like, that feels warm. Attack! Yeah. Or, like, oh, there's a torch next to my body. Attack! And her head wasn't resting on the ground either. She had it kind of up, so he's putting pressure on it, and her head's kind of moving a little bit. It's like... Come on, man. Yeah, they they didn't try very hard to make the characters very likable. They were all idiots. And I liked the doctor lady because she was like the only decently smart one. I liked Sarah. And yeah. The main character. Everyone starts it was screaming. Yeah, I know. Like if if there is somebody in our house and like I know you're in here somewhere and like I have no gun, you have no gun, and they do, I'm not gonna be like, Dad, where are you? Right? Like, I'm going to be hiding in the closet, like, like trying to figure, switch my poses to which one I can attack from better. Like, <laughs> like I hated that they were... I know. Sam! Rebecca! Where are you? Ladies, they can't see you. They can't smell you. They they can find you by, by hearing, okay? And oh, my God! 
gosh, Sarah. I mean, well, that's so terrifying that they can hear. Oh, shit. But I don't know what I would do. I haven't been in a situation that would require me or that would have the option of getting in the fetal position. Uh, So I don't know how I would react. I mean, I would want to get the fuck out of there. But yeah, I think once like one of my friends like gets like throated right in front of me, or <laughs> okay, <laughs> you're you're unzipping one, your pants saying I'm next because like one of them got their throat torn out by like the other one. If I'm like seeing that and I know my friends are dead, or I hear my friend screaming and then suddenly stop screaming like he's been ripped apart, I'm probably not going to move much. I feel like my first instinct was to, would to be backtrack and just try and dig out of there and like set up some sort of thing where I'll hear if one's near or have some way of like blocking myself away from them. Like I'm not going to be able to fill a cave with rocks so that they can't get through, you know, but I I would want to have some sort of security so I don't have to pull one rock off out of like the, uh, the tunnel we came from and look back real quick. Just hang up a bunch of aluminum cans on, <laughs> yeah. on a string. <laughs> or if I have string, I can attach some of the bones. Those will rattle each yeah. other. But, yeah, first instinct, I'm not going further. Like, we saw one, I'm done. For all we know, there could be a hibernating nest like I Am Legend, and I am not stumbling upon that. Would you press on? Like, I don't, uh, <laughs> I don't I, think anyone would. Part of me would just want to accelerate the inevitable, you know? Yeah, I mean, let's be real. You're not fucking getting out of there. I wouldn't be 100% at the start ready to give up. But, like, if I really can't dig out the tunnel or I'm looking around and since it did get buried or, like, full of stuff, it blends into the wall and you can't find the tunnel and then the panic sets in and then the realization that you are just might as well just be a dead man walking... That's when I'd give up. You're in there. There's tons of them. They know you're in there. They can hear everything. No, and, apparently not. Well, okay. Yeah. And these creatures were stupid. And they, they had a, good, a couple good, like, ambushes. That there are the, two of these ladies, like, spooning in, like, on the edge of, like, a wall. I don't know. And there's pathway. one, like, looking right at them. Yeah. And, like, they're like... <laughs> Yeah. Like breathing and shit. And then like he walks like 10 feet away and they're like, oh my gosh. <laughs> and the thing didn't hear. So there's some leeway. If sweat drips off your nose and hits the ground, you're not fucked because there's water dripping. I would probably hang out <laughs> near loud things like the water dripping. But ultimately I'd be trying to get the fuck out of there the way I came in. There was another one where... One girl looked around the corner and said, okay, nothing's there, and made the other girl go first, and then she started going. And one, it's like they were hanging on monkey bars, just kind of... Yeah, he like sw- it's like he had uh, the monkey bars in like the crook of his ne- yep, uh, knees, yep. and he like swung down with his arms. And screamed. Extended. At that part, I thought, they're just fucking with him. They're just having <laughs> a good time, because come on, you're going to jump on her back. You're not going to do that fucking shit. Yeah. So everybody's dying. Um, Sarah and Juno are the only ones left there at the end. Juno is the one who fucked Sarah's husband and really indirectly got them killed because, uh, husband was driving. He was probably about to tell his wife what he'd done, I think, because mm-hmm. she was calling him out from being distant. And so Sarah found out that, uh, Juno had fucked her husband. 
And she had also killed Beth, which Sarah was really good friends with her in particular, it seemed like. But Juno was like fighting like one of those things at the very beginning, and she heard something like creeping up behind her, and so she swung, she turned around swinging, and the pick went through her throat, through Beth's throat, and she just left her there. But Beth had like grabbed her necklace, like, don't leave me. And so whenever Sarah found her body... And Beth was like, don't trust Juno. She did this to me and had that necklace. And she's like, it was from Paul. And it had one of Paul's like quotes on there that he said to Sarah as well. So then she realized, I mega hate this bitch times three. But I, I think the revenge was good. I was going to say, I think the revenge was good too. I think she could have taken it a step further. And I'll, I'll tell you what that is here in just a second. I, I had one too. I think I said it out loud though. So, All right. So at the very end, they fight off just a, a ton of them. They're uh, kind of like two guns. They're kind of back to back and just kicking ass because the things could get their ass kicked. They weren't like superhuman. Mm-hmm. And, and so they're fighting them off. Sarah found like this third gear and just became just the lone survivor. Mm-hmm. You know, that's all covered in blood and they've just completely lost all sense of emotion Mm -hmm. and they just become a machine survive. Yeah. And so they fight them all off and then Sarah takes her pickaxe and just right in the fucking leg of Mm -hmm. Juno to where Juno, she's not going to be able to get out because there's a pretty good climb there at the end. And then she leaves Juno there. And of course, Juno gets eaten and surrounded. Mm -hmm. And then Sarah, crawls her way out through a, um, a like a hill of bones. So it's one of those things where you're crawling, but you're kind of going backwards at the same time yeah. because all these things are moving underneath you. And she gets all the way out, and then she somehow perfectly runs to the Ford Bronco. Yeah, which, they drove there. Yeah. Turn, turns out, I guess, the, the exit was right by the entrance all along. Yeah. But what I thought that she could have done, now she didn't know that she was about to get out, but I thought it would have been pretty cool if they'd have both crawled out and then... She kick her in the face. <laughs> well, then she does the pickaxe into the leg and just kicks her back down into the hole and just screams until those things come in. Yeah, and then you see the get hands her. get all mm-hmm. over. All right, let's get into favorite parts. I'd like the gore. Whenever the pole goes through his head in the beginning, it lets you know this movie's not fucking around with that. I like the how all the nasty blood looked in that pond. Um, I definitely liked seeing like the ice pick. Or not, it's not an ice pick, but like the climbing pick going to their head and then it's like gushing and stuff. Like they did it pretty well. I feel like the setting was pretty good too. Yeah, I think my favorite part was just when Sarah just lost it. That was cool. Not only did she realize that Juno had fucked her husband, but then it indirectly killed her husband and, and child and now had gotten her into this mess and she just fucking had it and killed Beth. And, and these things are attacking, and she just fucking just goes sicko mode. And <sighs> what? Damn. I hate that. Why do you hate that? Song's not even that good. But it's a... It's a it's but you're too, you're too old to be referencing a song you've never heard. <laughs> what are you talking about? I guess you've probably heard it. Of course it. I've heard it. It, like, starts one way, and then it kind of changes. Give me the loop. <laughs> Is that the when he wants a syrup sandwich? <laughs> no, that's Kendrick Lamar. <laughs> but she also started turning into a, a the fucking survivor Rambo badass uh-huh. when she had to mercy kill Beth. Yeah, it, it. I think that's the breaking point for her yeah. because after that she was she was not going to die. She learned all that news 
and learned that she had killed Beth and just like left her, but somehow Beth didn't die from a big old like climbing pick through the back of your neck and out your throat. See, I'm like that. That's killing you. I'm not mad at Juno for leaving her because you can't carry her very far and she's going to die. That, that was my thought too. At that point she should have been uh, my bad. Sorry. <laughs> and, and yeah, Stayed got out of there. with her until she died. Maybe. I don't know. If they were, the, if you're that good of friends, you don't give a fuck. If you, you know, if you die coddling the friend that you just killed, and then everything's right in the universe, I'd say. But yeah, she had to mercy kill her with a fucking rock. Yeah. That's bad. I don't know if I'd be able to do that. If they're like, don't leave me like this. But the thought of your friend suffering, you know. it probably you gotta, power you through You gotta it. do what you gotta do. But a rock. Yeah. I would try to look around the room for something that can do it one shot. A rock. Yeah, but <laughs> it's not 100% gonna turn their brain to mush i think it probably if, will. i guess it was, if, it was you, a, if you do it like that which but, she did yeah that's true yeah so she went full sicko mode and after she got out of the uh blood goop pit she just had blood all over and it was a really good look i really yeah. like that and at the end when she finally met up with juno juno had been bossing everybody around juno was the she was like the head person of yeah. this, and nobody was even close. And she's barking orders and stuff. But when she saw Sarah, she knew she wasn't the alpha anymore. She was humbled. Yeah, and uh, so Sarah became the badass. I just, I just liked the look with all the blood, and I liked when she showed her that she'd had the the necklace. So then Juno knew that she knew. They just looked at each other for a second before she hit her in the leg. But just the look on her face with all the blood, just yeah, it was it was good, man. It was a really really good look. Those transformations, I feel like, not always, not always done right, but when done right, very satisfying to watch just a regular person, because it makes you feel empowered, you know? Like, maybe in the right circumstances, I can become this undying killing machine if I have to, you know? It's one of those things, the hidden hidden power. All right, uh, bucket of chicken. Um, I'll give it to Sarah's character, the character Sarah. She fucking... She went through a really shitty thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just just a year later, all of her friends die, and she might as well be dead because she's going to be just ridden with fucking PTSD and nightmares and drug addiction until she's dead. Yeah, I don't see any other way um, unless she gets a double bucket of chicken and <laughs> then, uh, you know, makes everything better. So, uh, yeah, I give mine to Sarah's character as well. She deserves it. She became that badass at the end. She had a really good look at the end. I yeah. just thought that was fucking awesome. She kind of looked, made me think of Uma Thurman. Yeah, I thought the same thing, just from like Kill Bill. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But only when she's covered in blood. Yeah, me yeah. too. Yeah, you know, I think if you would have showed me just a still picture of this movie with her covered in blood, I would have thought, oh, that's Kill Bill. I could definitely see that too. All right, score time. Um, I'll give it like a 62. Oh, wow. I feel like looking back on it and talking about it and everything, it wasn't that good. I mean, it had a good atmosphere, definitely had jump scares, and it made you nervous and like claustrophobic, and you could really empathize with what they were going through, the helplessness. But I don't think I'd ever watch it again, unless one of my friends was like, oh, this movie's awesome, and like we're all hanging out. I might watch it then, but nothing special. And like you said, those monsters, while they were like, that's the cave monster, basically, it left a little to be desired. 
and the characters. I didn't I didn't find myself being really that sad when I was watching them get pulled away and eaten. None. First person to die hated that bitch. She was so annoying. Yeah, I think I was like, I hope they kill her first. Yeah, you said that when they left in the morning to, <laughs> to go go like yeah. go there. And then like the granny lady. I didn't care when she died. She was annoying. I was sad about the doctor. She died in a badass way. She took one out with her. Um, you know, the, this movie, I did like the way that at the beginning, it just kind of gave you a really sick feeling. And the like camera you said, that you brought up. And like you said, it's like you, you knew this movie wasn't fucking around. And then when they get in the cave and you just never know what's going to be there because the lighting, you couldn't see what they were seeing. It was just all dark. And you just knew some shit was going to happen sooner or later. And then crawling through those tight spots, like I was having a little bit of anxiety with them doing that. And then she gets trapped. And so I was, I was fairly into it and wondering what was going to happen. I wouldn't have liked it if Juno would have ended up being the bad person. But the, the, the monsters, I like the idea. And it, and it wasn't awful, but it's about what you would expect watching a movie like that. And yeah. Is that a bad thing? I don't know if that's necessarily a bad thing or not, but it just, I don't know. It was it was all right. I'm going to go ahead and, no, nah, I just can't pass it. I'm going to give it a 68. It had good ratings. 89% on Rotten Tomatoes or whatever the fuck it was. That's way too high for this. It wasn't like a bad movie. No. It was just like forgettable. I feel like there could be any number of cave exploration horror movies that are just all carbon copies of this and each other and just nothing special. So they did, like you said earlier, they did make a, um, a d- descent too. Yeah. And I know nothing about that one. It says after the nightmarish potholing trip, potholing, <laughs> potholing, P O T H O L I N G potholing or potholing. I'm going to look it up just to see. All right. After the nightmarish potholing or I'm just gonna call it potholing. That sounds a lot better. After the nightmarish potholing trip that killed her companions, survivor Sarah is forced to revisit the caves inhabited by terrifying cannibalistic creatures. Sarah goes back to the cave. In what oh. in what universe would this woman ever go back? I believe the United States. Like, why would she go back? I don't what, know. What would be the reasoning for her going back into that shit? Uh, Unless, because, all right. So I thought this was stupid throughout the whole movie, but maybe they were setting it up for a part two. You kept hearing her daughter giggle. Yeah. So maybe... Which is hallucinating. So maybe she finally just completely has a mental breakdown and then has a dream that her daughter is in there. And so she goes back maybe to rescue her daughter or something like that. I, so we both failed it. I would watch the second one. I would too. <laughs> Yeah, no, no fear and no hesitation. I will watch the second one. 54% on Rotten Tomatoes, <laughs> 5.8 out of 10 on IMDb. Well, they said this one was particularly good, so I don't know. Yeah, I, I would watch it just to see why the fuck she went back. I would, I would hope that there would be a little difference or something in the monsters. These monsters just aren't going to work for a second one. And no. here, here's what I'm afraid of is there'll be some big boss one or like a queen or some stupid shit like that. <laughs> and so I think that I will tap out on this movie pretty quick. I think it's it would be one that I would I would turn it off. I just want to see, see what's up. I want to yeah. see why she's going, but then when they 
turn it into something, the monster's just even more ridiculous, or I, I just, I pretty much guarantee I would not finish the movie. Yeah, I don't think I would either. I mean, I, I'm a sucker for some really shit movies. Well, yeah. But I, I could. You've played many on uh, on this podcast. Yes, I have. But looks like potholing, it's a British noun, the exploring of underground caves as a pastime. Hmm. And this is how they say it. Potholing. <laughs> what is that? Porn star voice. <laughs> let's uh, let's get the real definition of potholing. I'm on Urban Dictionary right now. So, potholing is the practice of dunking your testicles in another person's anus. Damn. So I'm a little more intrigued of the descent number two at this point. And that makes it seem like very much like crawling in a cave tunnel. Because if you dunk them in and it closes up, I don't think you're getting out of there. <laughs> Right? Because the bottom of your fucking scrotum filled with two balls definitely is, it's like a kettlebell. Yeah. And, but, but the top is real skinny. And Here's the uh, second definition. Whilst in a semi-conscious sleep state, you scrat your anus, often leading to being second knuckle deep before you wake up and shame ridden. Scratch is what they meant. Okay. Yeah. But second knuckle deep? Mm-hmm. Damn. I've never fucking done that. Mark often wakes up to wash his hands in the dark after evenings of potholing. Gross. Sophie was quite surprised to hear that Johnny was potholing her friend in the library toilets. There'd be no reason to pothole. The the ball dunking one. Pothole is any female who exchanges sexual favors for marijuana. <laughs> that's, that's very literal. She's a... <laughs> Takes <laughs> pot and yeah, you get to use her hole. <laughs> I like that one a lot. <laughs> All right, you got anything else? Nope. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in to episode number one hundred and sixty-five of Movie Muggin. If you'd like to keep up with us, we're on Instagram and Twitter at Movie Muggin. If you'd like to email us, moviemuggin at gmail dot com. Uh, did you know we have a website, moviemuggin.com. You can go over there and you can listen to episodes, or you can go to our merch store, or you can find a list of movies that we've mugged in alphabetical order. And if you enjoy uh, listening to Movie Muggin, uh, tell a friend. You never know. You might have some friends in the church you go to who would uh, who would enjoy listening to us. So uh, sharing is caring, ladies and gentlemen. Sharing is caring. All right. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for listening. We love you. Have a Movie Muggin day. See you. You don't have to swallow before you talk to me. <laughs>